Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Willard to Wild and Chris again. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. September 10th. 2021, you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Friday morning. Hope everybody is doing well, riding high from the first NFL game of the season. And folks, it was a a doozy. Man, what a game. What a game. I, uh... I wasn't sure what to expect from Dak Prescott, and he over-delivered, over-delivered. Still, though, even though they the Cowboys took the late lead, the Patriots, or uh, the Patriots, I'm so used to Tom Brady, it's it's a natural reaction, but the Bucks, they were on their way to covering. They just fumble it right into the Cowboys' hands, a ton of turnovers by the Bucks, kept them in the game, but, you know, when you see another team take the lead against Tom Brady with more than a minute to go, it's always too much time. Always too much time for the GOAT. Nick, I, I play along just for a second. Justin, over under Nick Roush has been awake for seven minutes. What's your, what's your um, guess? I'll go over. I'll take over. I think it's under. I think it's under. Roush? No, it's it's over. I have to I have yes. to take I have to drive Duke over to his Grammy and Papaws. Now he did not want me to leave him today. That it was it was a struggle. It also was a struggle. Uh, I I did this classic sports talker, where not only did I stay up late to watch the game, I woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't go back to sleep. So you know it was uh not not ideal, not ideal night of sleep. Yeah, I got up at at six, which. If we're going to the to the studio, it's a fine time to to wake up. But uh, I I just stayed up, couldn't fall back asleep. Was still too pumped up from that game. You just you sound you sound just a, a little sleepy, but we probably all do because it was a late night with those games and uh, game. I should say there was only one of them, but it was a lot of fun. It was a great game. Came down to the wire. Good to have the NFL back. Oh man, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, it was also the first time of the year I did the classic. Oh, I should have checked my fantasy lineup before. I, we're, we're right back in the groove of things. Right back in the groove of things. Wait, you're saying you had a fantasy mistake? Oh, Rob Gronkowski sitting on the bench. Yeah. Now, would you like, are you just saying in hindsight you wish you would have started him or were you planning on starting him? You just forgot to make the switch. It's one of those things that I would have probably moved him to my Nobody flux. cares about your fantasy team. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. you, though. I got you, you did, right you into did, it. You did get me into I it. I wasn't going to mention it. I, I held you... your hand. I was being sincere, though, in asking that because that's a big difference whether or not you forgot to switch him, in which case I don't feel bad for you at all. Like, it's the beginning of the season. You should be – I've been checking my fantasy lineup, like, every day for some stupid reason. Uh, so I'm ready for it. But if you just – if you had a better option, there the guy in our league didn't start him. He's – I forget who he has in. Higby or maybe somebody mm. – somebody, somebody not great. Uh, I can I can tell you that much. Good for Gronk, and I swear, like he has obviously lost a step. That there's no denying that. But I just I think it's just him and Tom. They just know exactly where mm-hmm. they want to be, and they make it happen. That was a huge game for him. 
big game for Godwin, who had the fumble that made things interesting and then kind of made up for it with the with the catch there near the end to put them in field goal range. Total push-off. We all agree with that, right? No, no. I was, don't know that I agree either. Yeah. What? It, it was undebatably a push-off. Like it I was, know, it's, it's undebatably it's, if you slow it down, if you watch it in real time. It's No, in real time, it's still the same. It, it is def- Make no mistake about it. It is a, it is a bona fide push-off. A flag should have been thrown. I, I do think the Cowboys guy was beat for anyways. I think that move just hit the speed, the, the stop, and the turn back had him kind of off balance to begin with, but the push just kind of sealed the deal. I think NFL players have gotten to the point where they're like NBA players with their flopping. I mean, NBA players know how to sell a call. I, I, I didn't think it was a push. He didn't get full arm extension. It, uh, he got enough extension to push him. <laughs> like, I don't Yeah, need but I think old buddy's momentum was already taken in that way, and he's I like, do, oh, I might as well sell it. I do agree with that, that he was he was probably toast to begin with. But like then at that even more reason not to to put your hands anywhere near him. And and I'm not saying that's why the Bucks won the game. I I'd make no they would have done probably the exact same thing the next play uh, if given the opportunity. Tom Brady's just a freaking wizard. That yeah. I think it was like a second and four or third and four, but I want to say a second and four with like eight or nine minutes left. And he's just like he's falling down. It's like, oh my gosh, Brady's gonna throw a pick six here. Another pick six. He's gonna throw a pick six here. If ah, this is what you get, Brady. You just try to throw something in the air, and it just like comes down in Fournette's hands, whose head's not even like looking at the ball. And it's like, oh, never mind. It's Tom freaking Brady. That's how this stuff works. Oh man. And they got a first down, and that led eventually to the Godwin fumble in the end zone. But he he was falling in slow motion in that play. That was like yeah. the only time that night where I was. Thinking, he's oh, out of control. He, 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 he made 40. a mistake. Yeah, and, and it still worked out for a first he's, down. For, he's for forty-four, and that's a move you would see out of like a Patrick Mahomes. No, but like, okay, that is like a move. But Patrick Mahomes falls <laughs> more gracefully and athletically. Tom Brady looked like an old man that got tripped and was like trying to he, defy the laws of gravity. To like, he is an old man who got up. tripped. He is. No, and, and you, you both are right. I think what Roush is saying, though, that wasn't intentional, where Mahomes would like do a backwards this pass yeah. just for goofs and giggles. That was Brady actually being vulnerable, and it still was the reception for a first down. So uh, he's he's just he's a witch. He's a witch, <laughs> and I don't I don't know what else to uh, what else to say about it. Uh, a lot of I don't know if a lot of people did, but I'd imagine there were several people in the Kentucky roll call. Survivor League that probably took the Bucks, so they were probably sweating that one out last night. Why would you take the Bucks in Week One? They were the biggest favorite in the week. That's a that's one strategy way to go about it. I would try to bank the Bucks for much later in the year because they're going to be big. They're going to be bigger favorites. I think you got to get to the end of the year first. Yeah, true, true. But um, yeah, that I, I I would not be. Riding high with them right away. That 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 number was way too high, but uh, still, shout out to shout out to the Cowboys. Maybe uh, uh, maybe they actually might be good this year. I did a I, I did on uh, just like nobody cares about fantasy football. Nobody really cares about your bets either. But hey, this is our radio show. We'll talk about what we want to talk about. But I did a Bucks. I did every option basically. 
Well, all but one option. Um, you could bet like first first half leader and then end the game leader. And you know the like if you threw a tie in there at some point, if you did tie tie, it was like plus twenty five thousand or something like that. So like if it was tied at halftime and then tied at the end of regulation, you'd win that bet. But I did Bucks leading first half, Cowboys leading first half, and tie first half. So I did all first half options, but I had the Bucks winning second half with all of them. And the tie and the Cowboys leading would have been huge paydays. But if Greg the freaking leg could just oh. make a kick, I would have been rolling oh, in the dough. The, the Bucks and Bucks were the obvious, the worst odds. It was still a decent payout, but nothing, nothing really to write home about. But so close, so many missed field goals there, Roush, which uh, is a reminder as we are going to talk a lot about Kentucky and Missouri, special teams has a huge place in football, always has, always will, and you saw it on display last night. You absolutely did, and it whenever he missed that first one too i immediately went like man that could be a big deal for those minus eight betters and mm -hmm. that, that ended up not being the case it's just so i i don't understand the let's miss a chip shot and extra point and then bang a 48 yarder you know I, and i never will i never will and hell even his 60 yarder before half i thought it had a chance it had yeah. a little light oh. to it. <laughs> it. I think it was long enough, but just like a little to the left. It may have been a little short too, but it right, was right. it was a hell of a ride for for a uh, for that distance. Yeah. So I I just I know college kickers they get all the catch all the hell online, but pro kickers are just as bad, if not worse. Yeah. Yeah. That. Well, I don't know if I totally agree with that, but. You see it at all levels, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that that we can all agree on. And the one that Ruffalo banged in on Saturday was pure as the morning dew. I don't know if I saw it in person or had a good angle of it in person, but uh, watching the replay of it, that that would have been good from from fifty five, maybe. Lots of morning dew this morning too. Tons of well, lots of morning dew. Yeah, there is. There's no denying that uh, <laughs> regarding the the morning dew. Roush, I'm pumped up for tomorrow. I don't know how else to say it. I, I think that's exactly how you say it. Like fired up. And TJ, uh, do you want to get more fired up? Yes. I'm getting some major some major 2019 Louisville vibes right now. Whoa. I I'm 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 not I'm not trying to be hyperbole. I'm not trying to be the homerest homer that ever homered. But I've just I have not seen a team this confident going into a game since that Louisville game. I mean, if you recall Kentucky was talking a good amount of junk before the game. Calvin Taylor, I mean. Uh, now you're they, talking they, about the one at Kroger Field where UofL fans thought they actually had a chance. Yeah, and then they lost by 35, something like that. A and, million, I think, was the actual and, number. Yeah, yeah, and Kentucky didn't even throw a pass until they tried to run like a flea flicker or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good. That, 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 that stuff. I think sometimes people confuse 2018 and 2019. 2018, everybody knew what was coming. Uh, Papa John's, don't call me Papa John's Cardinal Stadium, was like 70% blue. And that number is just going to keep growing for me, by the way. And 2019 was the one that I think UK was only like a three-point favorite some somewhere in that ballpark. Mm -hmm. And, and Uval was like, I think we are the better team. Uh, I think we're going to, to beat them. And that was it was also the one where we said that hey, 
a bunch of Louisville players got food poisoning and they were like, yeah. <laughs> you're an idiot, Roush. Yeah. That's fake news. And then they lost by a million and they were like, you know what? Their tum-tums were hurting. Oh, their bellies. They were really hurting. There's no way they could have played well after that. Yeah. That, that and then was, Scott Satterfield gosh. cried about L's down. Yeah, I'm, I'm not game. not saying this to troll this early on a Friday morning, but do some of these U of L butt slappers not realize that everybody is laughing at them? Uh, no, they don't. Like, they, do they? they really I, I think if only they understood, they would stop. But they totally, the gosh, that's such an underrated story. They totally discredited your report that players were not feeling well. And uh, why, and why would they do that? Besides the fact that you're a UK writer and why, why would this UK writer have this scoop? It cannot be true that right. not under our noses, damn it. Like we are the U of L guild and we, this is not true because it didn't come from us. And then of course the beatdown happens. And like you had mentioned, well, you know, it probably would have been closer if we weren't all sick. But wait a minute. <laughs> Didn't you say that that wasn't true? Yeah. 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 I mean, but it was. We, it's just, we didn't, he wasn't right when he said it. They're, they're such goobers. They're such goobers. By the way, while I had mentioned Cardinal Stadium real quick, and we're going to get back to the football talk, did you see the breaking news? Oh, no. Oh, oh, actually, I know what you're going with. Yes, I did see the breaking news. Regarding uh, concessions? Get the hell out of here, Papa John's. This is a oh Papa Murphy's house. Gosh. The Papa is in the house, and his name isn't John. It's Murph. Yeah, uh, that easy for branding. You can just scrub out the Johns and just spray paint Murph on it. But Papa John's <laughs> pizza no longer being sold inside Cardinal Stadium. It's going to be Papa Murphy's. And you may be saying, why do I care about U of L concessions? The cats are going to be in there in November. This matters to you. What kind of pizza you will be consuming watching UK win another game by 30 points. I don't like the move. I'm just going to be, I'm, I'm going to get out in front of it. I mean, how is that going to honestly work? Papa Murphy's is all about making your own pizza and take it home and baking it. Yeah. Well, they're going to give you a dough and you got to take it home and bake it. You can't even eat it at the stadium. They've they've got their own self-serve ovens (laughs) next to the self-serve drink stand. It's going to be super dangerous after people have been up on the party deck drinking all night. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine a bunch of people with blonde beards going to like this brick oven and taking out their own Papa Murphy's pizza. Oh boy. But yeah, that's big time news. Um, the nostalgia in me, I've been eating Papa John's personal pan pizzas at Cardinal Stadium since I was watching Tim Couch baptize that place by fire. I am going to miss it, if I'm going to be honest with you all. Why are those damn things so good? I don't Can know. anyone answer that? I mean, it's, they, it's just butter and grease and it's it's cheese and it's the it's just super unhealthy foods that trigger all the happy parts in our brain. It's not even a whole pizza. Like, I mean, the piece of pizza that you eat is like barely fits in the barely fits in your palm. Like, I mean, it's tiny. And it's it's also, but it is better than their regular pizza, though. I don't. It is I don't know absolutely hundred percent. Well, except for the except for the shakaroni. I'm a huge shakaroni guy. By the way, I want to hate. I wanted to hate Papa John's, but they really nailed it with the shakaroni. I had a girl last night at the hotel, or maybe it wasn't last night. Earlier this week, got a shakaroni, and I was like, I've been ordered, I've been debating on ordering that. Can I see it? And she opened the box. I was like, oh, it's just a big pizza. It's a big pizza with like a ton of pepperonis. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah, there's nothing special about it. It's just a big pizza with a ton of pepperonis. But I guess what I found out about myself is I'm a huge Papa John's pepperoni guy. Fair enough. Huge. And then another thing, one more thing about the concessions is I grew up 
like going to some really cold football games at U of L and those breadsticks, and I've done it at UK as well. Those breadsticks are like personal heaters for about 30 minutes and Ooh, you get to yeah. eat delicious breadsticks. Uh, a lot of people love the garlic. I'm not wild about it, but the marinara was solid enough. And that was generally fire hot as well. You, you would sacrifice the mouth of your roof being intact and uh, not third degree burns all for the comfort of how warm it was in your lap during the cold, cold games. Anybody that's been to Cardinal Stadium in November uh, understands what I'm talking about. But yeah, Papa Murphy's going to be sold. For what it's worth, Papa John's is the best TJ because of the garlic sauce. And a lot yeah, of people say that. That's great. Not me, though. And Not they, they include the pepperoncinos. I love those. Those are great. Anyways, back to Kentucky. Sorry about the Papa John. Nope, nope, not Papa John's. Cardinal Stadium. The Papa Murphy's Cardinal Stadium. It's not really the naming rights. They said they're going to announce that next year. But in the meantime, Papa Murphy's Cardinal Stadium. There you have it. So. Where where were we? Where were we? The the optimism around Kentucky. Correct. Goes back to the U of L game. That's how we got to. That's how we kind of got derailed because we were just recalling about how much they beat the absolute snot out of Louisville that year. Yeah. Oh, should we talk about it again? Because I certainly, (laughs) I certainly could. I would say you mix in that confidence, which I, I, I didn't. You saying that is, I guess, somewhat news to me. Obviously, I've read the quotes this week. I've heard what the coaches have said. It does seem like they're confident, but it just kind of seems your normal, hey, we're going into an SEC game. It's an important one. We're ready, but we know that there's areas we can improve on. Just your normal kind of coach speak jargon, if you will. But you mix that, you mix what you just said with the fact Missouri has kind of taken the the tail between the legs approach for whatever reason. And it it does have you kind of scratching your head saying, what are we about to see on Saturday night? The... One that, like, yes, we've had a lot of some of the normal coach speak, but in all my years doing this, Mark Stoops begrudgingly speaks to the media every every Thursday. And it's usually like a quick in and out, you know, here we go. Yesterday, he, he started off just rocking and rolling and got his first question and then just didn't stop talking for two and a half minutes. Dude's fired up. And... He, as much as he tempered expectations up to this point, he's like, you know, we realize that this is a 12-week season and kids, they're going to be kids. They're going to get more up for some games. They're going to get down for others. Like, they're they're humans. It's going to happen. But we've got to make sure that they realize that if they want to play in big games, they've got to win this big game Saturday. If we want to do what we want to do, we've got to win. And it's a huge game. There's no doubt about it. So we got to be ready to play. And I've just got this overwhelming feeling that he he knows that his team is not only the better team, but that there's no chance. Like, if anything, they're going to come out maybe a little overhyped, which, you know, not the worst problem at all. So uh, I, I just, man, I'm getting I'm getting all sorts of good vibes from this team right now. I love it. It sounds like you're saying you think there's going to be a little smackdown tomorrow night at the Krogue. Yeah, I think a big smackdown. Like to the point where I'm 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 not I can totally see 42 to 17 happening. Like I just I think they're going to beat the crap out of them and really the only thing that's going to stop them is 
a couple blitzes that go wayward. But other than that, I, I just I my brain is just not. It's hard for it to compute another an alternative result. I I think KRC fans' brains are similar to mine right now. Equal parts, super pumped up with now maybe more concern than we've ever been. Ooh, yeah. Roush, right. Roush is locked in and saying it, it's going to happen. And the thing is, Roush, it, it, it's one of those things. I guess maybe we could look back in hindsight and say this was Will Levis's first game starting in the SEC. We should have known it was going to be a challenge. Or Missouri really kind of was the more physical, te- physical team last year. I don't know why we thought necessarily things were going to – maybe we will have some sort of – clarity after the game you always do i suppose hindsight's 2020 but everything you said is kind of checking those boxes of missouri doesn't seem overly confident kentucky is super pumped up missouri from a statistic standpoint dominated a game against central michigan but yet needed a late field goal to put it away with about 90 seconds to go in that game it was a one possession game up until that point and kentucky looked like they had one of the better performances in week one, granted against an absolutely terrible team. It seems like U of L fans and and even Missouri fans, just kind of reading their tea leaves as well, uh, the haters and losers, if you will. Yeah. It seems like they don't seem to understand we under we know we know that they know that we know Louisiana Monroe is terrible. Right. We know that. We know that they're not a good team. We know that they struggled last year. We understand that. But Kentucky basically didn't let them score without a turnover that put them in solid field position. So the defense played pretty damn well. UK's offense has been able to control the line of scrimmage now for a few years. We're used to that. What we weren't used to is deep bombs, and there were several of them. Josh Ali has been at UK forever, had the most receiving yards he's ever had in a game in the first half. Yep. against Louisiana Monroe. Wondell Robinson, if there was any rust having to learn a new offense, be it Kentucky, any pressure playing as in home state, not no, not anymore there's not. because he, he And he even made some mistakes. He got the mistakes out of the way too and still played well. We understand how bad Louisiana Monroe was. We're still excited about how Kentucky looked in that game. And we have no reason to think that it should look too much different against Missouri because yeah, Will Levis yeah. is going to have all day to throw or should you'd hope he would and Kentucky showed 25 percent of the playbook if that so who knows what else they have up their sleeves as Roush and I've mentioned a couple of times this week if you go back and watch some of those deep balls you can find two or sometimes three other players wide open within maybe 15 yards on some of them some are just doing little five yard outs but there's nothing but green space there too which tells you they have stretched out the, that Louisiana Monroe defense and if Will Levis has time there's no reason they can't do that against Missouri or really any team on their schedule maybe with an exception of Georgia because their defensive line is is so talented so I am pumped up for Saturday Roush and you know what I think you're spot on uh, i I'm on the high train with you. It's a big, yeah. blue, it's, a big it's a big blue blowout on Saturday night. Woohoo! Love that you're on board, Terry. Because I, it it is one of those things that when I get these feelings, I I do try to play out in my head like, okay, what are you not seeing? What wh- wh- where could you go wrong? How could this, how could this get haywire? And I really believe that Kentucky's run defense is stout they showed us that much yesterday and Tyler Beatty is the only guy that 
really scares me a ton. Uh, I know they've got some big wide receivers, and we've seen in the past guys like Seth Williams, you know, bossling dudes, guys who are NFL cornerbacks. But I, they aren't as good as the, these guys aren't as good as Seth Williams. They're just not. And even if they get a couple, like I, I could see Missouri scoring some on this defense, but consistently, if anything else, you you might have some frustrating moments, some penalties. I think there will be some tense moments, but ultimately, Kentucky just has more Jimmys and Joes right now. They just do. I mean, as good as Missouri's best defensive player is Blaze Aldridge, he's still a dude that was at Rice originally. You know, he doesn't have that kind of elite athleticism that is just it's talent like that's the talent there that I, I i just think kentucky's got the dudes and it's one of those two where you're seeing other folks kind of say like man no those ulm but if they get just some of this from levis like they could be the third best team in the sec that was what chris doring and um uh, flynn were saying yesterday i mean and and it, kind of not even batting an eye. So I, I, I think Kentucky knows that this is a statement game and that they're going to put their best foot forward Saturday, not only to show the world that, hey, we are a legit football team, but also to kick a teeth in the, a team in the mouth that, that really just rubbed them the wrong way last year. I think Mark Stoops, you could just put the Michael Jordan, I, and I took that personally, gif up and just let that keep rolling because that's that's exactly how mark stoops and and the rest of the wildcats feel after the way that missouri acted celebrating last year hooting and hollering acting like they won the damn super bowl yeah Uh, we need to get over that a little bit we like it when our team does that stuff they did it they did it we weren't able to punch him back in the mouth that day and it hurts exactly so they're gonna punch him back in the mouth sure this weekend at the krogh and if, they, if Missouri wants to use that for motivation the following year, they're free to do such. But we, we we need to use it as motivation, not like whiny. They were being over the top. They were they were hooting and hollering. Yeah, they were yeah, having but fun. They every, were balling any, out. Any celebration is too much celebration, Terry, if you're on the losing end. Am I right? Yeah, I get what you're saying. That, yeah. that That's fair enough. All right. Uh, we've got a lot more to talk about with this game. First SEC matchup of the season for Kentucky. First home game against an SEC opponent as well. The place is going to be jumping. We will talk about attendance when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. People will come, Ray. To to Kentucky Roll Call. For reasons they can't even fathom. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Friday morning. Hope everybody is having a great start to their day. Really feels like fall out there. 
going to be a little heat wave coming in starting tomorrow, but it shouldn't feel too bad if you're out and about tailgating. Louisville has their first home game as well, whether you're in Louisville or Lexington. Going to feel pretty nice tomorrow, maybe a little warm, and then Sunday and Monday are going to be feel like summer again. But mm-hmm. for right now, outside, feels delicious. Gonna, uh, It feels delicious. I'm already thinking about Salsaritas, Roush. Uh, feels great, and tomorrow you can feed delicious food to your whole tailgate mm-hmm. by using Salsaritas Catering. The Nacho Table Tailgate, it's got everything your family could possibly want with just the the tastiest salsa, spicy, but it's got a lot of flavor. They've also got fresh guacamole, wonderful queso, and the most wildly addictive chips possible. It's the perfect snack to go along with an ice-cold beverage. We finally get a long day of tailgating. Last Saturday, it was just a teaser. This is the whole shebang, and you need to start it with Salsaritas. They've got two locations, and if you download the app before you order your catering, you're going to get some free Salsaritas bucks where you're going to be swimming in chips, folks. And I really can't think of of any better way to to get your game day off on the right foot than by stopping at Salsaritas. Yeah, it's just uh, the sensible thing to do. You've got a lot of mouths to feed at the tailgate, and this is an easy way to make everybody happy. They'll give you the the separately the separate compartments for your different meats, uh, the rice, the the whole the, the whole kid and caboodle. You'll get their delicious queso, their hot spicy salsa. Too hot for for Justin. You can do it all online on their app. It's so easy. Salsaritas. Or give them a call, 502-356-9468. Two locations in Louisville. Middletown, it has a drive-thru. St. Matthew's does not have a drive-thru, but a nice covered patio and newly renovated interior. You'll be eating in luxury at Salsaritas. All right, Roush, where do you stand on attendance gate? Are you outraged? Are you fired up? Do you have a message to the masses? No, I don't care. I think there's going to be a lot of people there. And if it's, you know, slightly less than sold out, it's still going to be a great atmosphere. So I'm not going to focus on who's not there. I'm going to focus on who is going to be there. And those are smart Kentucky football fans because it's going to be a excellent atmosphere. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's going to be a good atmosphere and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, did, I did think that it would be like an announced sellout before even we got to this week, but I I was obviously wrong about that. There is a little part of me that just doesn't really get it. It, it, I just, there's parts of it. I just don't really understand. Yeah. Like if you're a Kentucky fan who wants to go to Kentucky football games, why would you not go to this one? And again, like you can, you can make reasonings and rationales and there's, there are, there are good ones there. It's seven 30 is late. If you're traveling, you may not be getting home till midnight or even later, depending on what part of the state you're traveling from. Uh, Mitch Barnhart is a doofus and doesn't serve alcohol to fans, which is just completely outlandish. But anybody who goes to the game and, and feels a desire to drink knows that it's pretty easy to sneak in what what you want to sneak in. And for as much as Mitch is a – a total goober with with that rule and how hypocritical it is. That's not really fair to the players or the coaches because they don't make that rule. They don't care. Uh, they would probably prefer fans were a little lubricated if, if they were going to speak candidly. Uh, but I, it's 
This is what we've wanted so badly from our football program, to play in meaningful games and to play meaningful games that we feel if we don't win, we'll be a little disappointed in. And we have felt that disappointment in the Mark Stoops era, but it's so much better than the alternative. And you think about what's going on at Louisville. And Roush, tomorrow's going to be their home opener as well, and it's not going to be pretty. And I mention it all the time. Kentucky, we can – we can fake it till we make it, and we don't really even need to fake it anymore because you we get good recruits, and they they Kentucky has been in the top twenty five from time to time in in the Mark Stoops era should be currently, but that's neither here nor there, uh, I suppose. I, it, it's but you've got if you want coaches to stay, and you want recruits to come and recruits to stay because you got to remember there's no guarantee. It's not going to happen, Roush. I know it's not going to happen, but there's no guarantee that if if Alabama came calling for Will Levis next year, he couldn't say, "Well, you know what? This actually may be better for my brand to do to do to do one year here." Uh, maybe not a great example, but point is, there's no guarantee players don't have to stay at UK. They can play their college ball elsewhere. So, the one thing fans can do is to show up. And doesn't mean you have to spend the whole day tailgating. Doesn't mean you have to stay even the entire game. But recruits, high school kids, coaches, they want to be in these big game atmospheres. Current players, you can make it happen. And that's why I'm not really so worked up, Roush, because it is going to be a great atmosphere. And I think if it's not completely full, you probably won't be able to notice the empty pockets. I hope to be right about that. But I guess we'll time will tell here as we're uh, 36 hours away from, from the game. But it's going to be a good atmosphere. There is still a little part of me that I'm just like, why is this bad boy not sold out? Because just I think it's tough to sell out any games, period. 61,000 people, I disagree. It, that shouldn't be tough for UK's fan base. I mean, it shouldn't, out. but like that's just that's sports. Like, I think uh, attendance is down everywhere. That, it, that you're, you're not really, that's not equivalent to what I'm talking about. I understand all those things. I understand why Kentucky doesn't have a, a 70,000 seat stadium anymore, but SEC game, 61,000 people. It it certainly seems more than doable, but and and the pandemic maybe plays a role in it for some folks. But uh, just yeah, I, I mean, I, I personally I can't under, understand it. Like I just it, in my mind, I'm the same way. It doesn't compute. Like if I'm a Kentucky football fan, yeah, I like going to Kentucky football games. Yes, there is no excuse other than like you're an idiot who has a friend who's getting married on a Saturday night during college football Saturday. Like Charles Walker's not going to the game. Like what? Just don't be friends with that person. Tell them no. You don't have to go to every wedding you're invited to. TJ, I think you said it best last week at one point. You said it's easier to stay home now. I mean, your your couch is comfy. The food's a lot cheaper. The beer's a, certainly a hell of a lot cheaper. Oh, wait, you can't even buy beer at the Krogue. Never mind. Um, yeah, there's just lots of advantages of staying home. You're guaranteed to get a perfect picture. Um, you're going to get the best angle on every play. Yeah. Going to the games is a fun It's it's a fun time. I mean, everybody loves to do it, but it, it's easier to stay home nowadays, especially, yeah. especially mm. after COVID because people are used to staying home. Well, that's the I'm the opposite. I want to get the hell out of my house after COVID. I agree, yeah. <laughs> Justin. You're 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 spot on. Like I I, I agree with that. It's it, and especially with COVID, I think COVID has hurt these things because you've seen you you've seen some folks say, "Wow, I don't have to spend all this money and go to the game," and I I still actually kind of enjoyed myself. Like I thought I was going to miss it a little more than I did. And that's why Mitch Barnhart needs to give zero excuses for why folks can stay home because it's already too easy to do too as much. But as we've seen, 
not too far down the road from us. It doesn't take long for a football program that has high expectations to lower that bar really, really low. And while Kentucky's kind of made this slow and steady, steady climb to relevancy, it won't take much to have it all go away. Uh, and that doesn't mean a difference in an extra few thousand people on a Saturday night game at Missouri. But I just there seems to be a very passionate group core of UK football fans, Roush, the people that were going to the terrible seasons and not really, you know, not asking why they were there. They were just there to support the team because they love Kentucky football so much. And right. I think that group has grown in the Stoops era. It, it needs to grow more. Like if you are a diehard UK football fan, you need to try to pull in. It needs to be like a cult, if you will. You need to try to pull in one or two more people. We need that core solid group to, and you go to a bowl, you know, you see the bowl games, people show up for those. Like in big numbers, I, that's the that's the thing. I just I don't quite get it, but it's going to be a great atmosphere. We won't even notice it tomorrow night. But 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 it, but it, it, it just in general. It, yeah. in, it, it, TJ, do you want me to go real deep here? This is a Wednesday topic, but I, yeah, I can go real deep if you want to. Uh, the internet is the reason why this is no longer the case. It's because the kind of events that folks used to go to to catch up with people. They now just catch up with them on Facebook every day. So, like, if it were my dad and his old group of fraternity guys, they would meet up at that tailgate, you know, six, seven Saturdays a year. And then, you know, a couple times during the spring, maybe. But that was when they caught up. That was when they figured out what was going on in their kids' lives. And they could tell old stories. They could reminisce. Now they just do it on Facebook every day. So, those moments that those those events that used to matter so much more that used to bring so many people together from all parts of the state from all parts of the city even like with high school football games like those moments don't matter as much anymore because people can just do it on their phones the yeah. internet has ruined our personal connectivity to one another i'm sure there is truth to that to, to and there's no way really to prove it one way or another but I, I i have no doubt there's truth to that now what i would say back to that like walking up on our group's tailgate it was awesome it was like you know everybody was just smiling ear to ear it's good to see people it's people i haven't seen since i mean with the pandemic last year it's people i hadn't seen in a long time and yeah i can still touch base with them and do like i you know i see what they're up to i see that their lives are going on and, and and things are good and happy and if they're not you can always reach out and all that stuff but to be there in person with them and to be able to have those interactions uh obviously the nostalgia part of it as well just being at the krog for somebody that's been there been going there for so many years and there's people that have been going there 50 years longer than I have. Like it, it, there's still nothing equivalent to being there on a game day. And I also no, love not. watching games at home. It's fun. I'm going to probably be doing more of that here shortly. I'm going to be all right with it. I'll be excited about it, but you cannot replicate no. the pageantry, the passion, the band, the smells, the people and Roush is everybody always just wants to get after each other with politics and the pandemic and all that. It was all smiles last Saturday. Oh, people, man. That you know, and, and people that wanted to be masked up, they were masked up. People who didn't, they didn't, whatever. People weren't People weren't going around talking about that. People Actually, weren't going around asking their opinions you, about Dr. Anthony Fauci. Everybody was just happy, wearing blue, well, smiling. And not everybody was happy. I had to see Gus, okay? That yeah. sucked. That was, you, how nice was that? You all finally got to bury 
bury the hatchet right into his back. Ah, it was, yeah. Did you? That, that, he was a little shorter than maybe you thought. Oh, he was a lot short, shorter than I thought. But you know what? Gus should be just a short guy. You know, hey, when Ryan, shorter than me. When Ryan, uh, uh, he's not, a, no, not that short. It's close though. <laughs> no, it is close. Short. Um, when when Ryan Corals runs for governor, uh, you're going to be answering questions to Gus, Nick. <laughs> but everybody is happy, and you're right, Roush. Like we, the social media has made us all more connected, but it's actually probably driven us further apart in terms of real interaction. You can get real interaction at the at a, at the Krogue for a UK football game, and it uh, will be glorious on Saturday night. You're going to get that cool Kentucky fall sunset. Which is gonna just be it would be like orange and all sorts of different colors. Gonna be awesome. Can't oh man. Oh, we haven't done it in so long. I can't and then wait. they're gonna they're gonna yell it's football time and the bluegrass, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be just a hoot nanny. I, I was having this conversation uh, yesterday or last week. How do they decide who gets to be the football time and the bluegrass guy? Oh, and, you gotta audition. But like it, they're cheerleaders, correct? Yes. And I just how cool would it be to be the judge of like, all right, who does the best? It's football time in the bluegrass. Wouldn't it be fun to do that one game to get oh. to do it's football time? They really probably should make it like an honorary thing. The only thing is you'd have to get people that did it good. Well, yeah, yeah. That, so, I mean, you can't get some low T, you know, yeah, former player who's just like, like been just enjoying some cool. booze before <laughs> the game. Oh, no, that'd yeah. be that would be even better. I'm all in on that, actually. Well, but, but like, you, you know how you get the. I wouldn't want some former player that's too cool for school. Right, right. You can't. You got to have Marcus McClinton coming out there screaming. Uh, and it, I just don't want the guy that's boozed up and like starts slurring his words and getting droopy. Oh, I want the awesome. boozed up and like gets like. Ah, I just wouldn't want them. You know, I'm not trying to like. I wouldn't want them to get like the UK student of the month to do it and they go out there and they're like it's football time in the bluegrass Mm -hmm. you got you got to bring the juice especially with the folks that are coming in to visit this weekend big 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 recruiting weekend and i believe it's not just for the football team it's for the basketball team as well I, i i admittedly have struggled much more keeping up with who they're seeing and what they're seeing as the live period begins uh there's just so much happening but on the football front five-star wide receiver barry and brown is going to be on uk's campus saturday he's from nashville's pearl cone high school he's a two-time defending track state champion runs a 10 100 just blazing fast I, I know folks uh our bosses on on three have him as the number 14 player in america Kentucky's getting him up for a visit. That's huge. Liam Cohen and Scott Woodward have been working on him ever since uh, Steve Klingscale left the building. And uh, he's this is a he's a top target for Alabama. He's a top target for Ole Miss. He's a top target for everybody. And it'd be pretty nice if you put on a, a good show for him Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, that would be that. That's another, you know, kind of going back to the crowd thing and all that stuff. That's why that stuff's important, but it's going to be a great atmosphere that they're going to see. And then at that point, once the fans show up, then it's all on the team to do what they need to do, right? And that's mm-hmm. that, that will be for the recruits as well. You, you got to put on a show for them. 
I liked what they did last week to say, all right, anybody, any wide receivers out there or any quarterbacks oh, out there? Hey, Dinky, why don't yeah. you watch us just throw it all over the yard while South Carolina has a receiver playing quarterback? And a grad assistant, a wide receiver grad assistant, excuse me, playing quarterback. Yeah, it's a new era in South Carolina. We we've we've been in some tough spots, uh, especially at the beginning of the Mark Stoops era in terms of quarterback position. And yeah, and yeah, but but no, they can suck it because we can't have them thinking that they're going to get Dan Key. Oh well, yeah, they can. Yeah. They can absolutely suck it. I mean, if Dan Key wants to go there, then that's on him at that point. Sorry, just is. That would be a, just a horrific decision. <laughs> like, it really would be. And, you know, if that's where he's more comfortable, that's where he's more comfortable. It's his decision, his life. But uh, the I, I, I guess I can't speak personally, but I would imagine the experience at UK as a football player over the next four years, especially being a hometown guy, would be more enjoyable than Columbia, South Carolina over the next four years. But, again, I guess you never know. In, in football. Uh, basketball, you, you, you saw who Kentucky was going out and reaching out to coaches all over the country. They're attacking. They're going after all their, their top targets. I guess the biggest news from yesterday, Roush, would be that Kentucky seems like they're going to uh, get another top five player, and that's Chris Livingston. Uh, I'm worried, though. Uh-oh. We got the Slater kiss of death. Slater's been nothing but a jinx lately. Well, that's, that's, I don't know. People, like, if Slater gets a few right, then he's always right. He gets a couple wrong, then he's always wrong. I think overall his track record's solid. Uh, at least I'm saying that this time because he's saying nice things about UK. <laughs> uh, that's fair enough. But he is going to officially visit Kentucky for a second time in October, which, I mean, that should that, tell you all you need yeah, to know. Getting pretty serious at that point, right? Yeah, you normally don't get the the double official visits. I know that it's allowed now, and it can, you know, like people can do this. But I'm trying to think who is the guy. There was one guy who did that to Michigan State twice, but it, it just it rarely happens. I think it might have been it wasn't Banchero, but just. Th that that's to say that it, it doesn't happen often. So got to be a good sign for Kentucky and Chris Livingston. If you get two official visits from a kid, you're locking that kid in, right? You would I mean, there's no way he escapes. You, you, you Well, I mean, you're making it sound a little ominous, but uh, that's okay. I mean, <laughs> he, he's allowed to go and escape if he wants to. But They're just going to yeah. chain him to the basement of Memorial Coliseum and say, you're not leaving. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. You should have never came back for this second official visit, buddy, because <laughs> you're not leaving. Uh, I guess maybe a little more concerning is that uh, I think a Duke commit said something along the lines of, like, Kentucky fans are going to be big mad with Lively – or they're going to be surprised about Lively, something along those lines, insinuating that uh, Derek Lively would be going to Duke and not Kentucky, and we don't want that. No. No. Lively's no. one of my favorite players in the class. Uh, obviously, I think Sharp is probably number one. Livingston has really fun highlights. There's, there's a lot of really good players in 2022. It's a good class. It's a good class to have a good class in also, and Kentucky's doing that. But not so much not getting lively would hurt because I do love how much he plays. But Roush should be one of those things. Him going to Duke would be like the salt in the wood. Not only is Kentucky not getting him, he's going to play for little dorky John Shire. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? Don't understand it. 
how many times um, now I get it, John Shire's not Coach K, but that's happened a lot in the past, has it not? Duke and Kentucky after the same guy, kid yeah. chooses Duke. But that's what I'm saying though. Why would John Shire though is not yeah. Coach K? Like John that's Shire true. is a floor slapper. You know? He is a floor slapper. Yeah, but there's still time left in that recruitment. Maybe he's wrong, but it does seem like uh momentum maybe slightly shifting there, but if who with the class Kentucky's already putting together and will continue to put together. You don't want to be a part of it, buddy. Then you go enjoy your time in Durham. Enjoy the uh enjoy the the student life there. Sure, it'll be a real hoot. Speaking of basketball, we got the full UK schedule in all its glory. And UK this year, on their schedule, they decided we're going to make it as confusing as possible to read with the graphics we put out there. We're going to put a bunch of shapes. And what those shapes mean? Well, you're going to have to read our special key at the bottom. And are you going to remember this special key? No, you certainly will not. So you'll have to look up and down and then up and down and up and down each and every time because we wanted to make the schedule really dumb this year. Oh, that being, gosh. Have you looked at it? It is. It's squares and circles. It's squares and circles, but it doesn't stop right there, because then they got, like, hexagons Oh, my well. goodness. What they are the hexagons, hexagons They throw in hexagons. It's the dumbest schedule I've ever seen. Um, that being said, whoa, it's tough. I also really like the Albany dog mascot. I guess they're, like, the Great Danes or something. Very oh, yeah. cool. Very cool dog. That is pretty cool. I want to pet it. There's this kind of TikTok trend going on where this guy makes fun of logos and conferences because a lot of conferences, the logos are basically all the same, just different letters. Um, and he basically, the moral of the story is logos that are animals or something that is just not letters are really cool. Uh, something that maybe Kentucky should consider at some point. Wait, logos that aren't letters or animals are really no, no, no. Letters that aren't letters are cool. So if you have an animal, uh, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I see yeah. where they're going there. Yeah, yeah. He, he, Big Ten. He really roasted because there's just a bunch of single letters for that one. Would, It'd probably be funnier if I if you listen to it than me describing it. But that's you'll have true. to take, you'll have to take my word for it. Um, that being said, schedule tough, hard. There's a lot of losses here, folks. And I'm excited for this season. I think this team can win it all. I do. I just, I, I think, uh, probably won't be as a one seed. Two seed, I think, is possible because it is such a difficult schedule that, you know, if you had seven or eight losses, I think you'd be okay for the most part. But that that's a really hard end of the season. Uh, and I don't really even know necessarily where you'd want to start it. But uh, you, you're playing at Alabama, at South Carolina, which that should be an easy win. Florida at home which Florida is still Florida, at, and they won it up last year, at Tennessee. Then you get Alabama at home for the second game. You get LSU at home. These are Those last three that I just mentioned are top 25 teams. Arkansas on the road, another top 25 team. Ole Miss at home, which Ole Miss is going to be the SEC sleeper this year. Uh, I don't think that they'll be a fringe tournament team, probably. But in Kentucky should win that game at home. And then you finish the year at Florida. That's the final, how many games did I just rattle off there? Like Six, eight, something like that. But you know what? I'd rather, I'd nah, rather nah. if I'm going to have the toughest month of the season be any month, I want it to be February. It just gets you ready for March. And, right? and that, that's the final nine games of the season. But um, four out of the five before that are Tennessee at home should be a win. At A&M, which should be a win. They should be really, really bad. But Kentucky always doesn't play great there for whatever reason. At Auburn, which will be tough. 
Mississippi State at home, which Mississippi State should be a top 25 team, and then at Kansas. So, and then you get a Vandy break, and then you go into those final nine games. It's just a, it's a hard, it's good teams, and you're playing a lot of them on the road. It's a, it's a difficult schedule. Uh, we knew who Kentucky was going to be playing, I guess, just to see it, how it all lines up. There's some tough stretches. I guess the good news is you hopefully should, should start conference play all right. Um, the road game at LSU will be slightly challenging, but, and I always love when there's a conference game sandwich between two out of conference games. And we get that between the Louisville and High Point games. You get Missouri coming to town just to get things started. Woo. Love it. Always a good time. All right, there's Kentucky's schedule. We may spend more time on that, but it's a football Friday. We all know that. We're all pumped up about it, and we're going to hit a commercial break. Daily Double here. We'll come back. Hour two, Adam Luckett, PT Spicks of the Week. You're texting to the show. You're not going to want to go anywhere. Leave it on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Across a place in the middle of nowhere with a big black horse and a cherry tree. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. And Roush, four. You won't have to be saying that at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy because it's all indoors. Forget about losing balls. Forget about having to, to worry if you're going to embarrass yourself by hitting it into the woods. Not even you could miss this ginormous golf simulator screen that they have at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. And Roush, they don't only have one of them. No, they have three of them. They're top of the line. You can get stuck behind a virtual rock, and that can be frustrating. But, you know, you figure, you hack your way out of it. Uh, they're a lot of fun, though. You can play courses all around the world. Or you can just hit the driving range and let, let them rip. Or get some lessons from Bobby. He's one of the best around. He'll fix your swing in a jiffy uh just go online bobby cook golf academy that's cook with an e bobby cook golf academy.com or you can give bobby a call at 812-913-4415 to set up your appointment today does that really happen can you get stuck like behind a rock in a tree on those simulators and you just got to figure it out no, yeah, that was my thing. Is I was like, yeah, something's wrong with this, Bobby. I, I, I think the ball's down here. I keep swinging. He's like, oh, you're directly behind a rock, and you're just swinging the ball into the rock. You need to turn around and try to hit out of it. So that was oh, that can awesome. become a process. So, that, that is the one downer. You can't just pick the ball up and move it. Bobby did have to kick Roush out though when he physically turned around and swung just directly at the reception towards the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Cook's a good guy. He's got a good thing going on at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. He can make you a better golfer or he can provide a fun outing for you and your office or your friends. Go there, bet on sports, play golf indoors. It's a it's a sweet setup over there off exit four in southern Indiana. Roush, we need to get to the text line because it's Friday. That means we're going to have Adam Luckett on 
and mm-hmm. we're going to do some PT's picks of the week, which were just dreadful last week. But that's okay. Uh, speak for yourself. We I, a, I only had one wrong. Okay, it's a, it was my lock though, and that is that's my it's my Achilles heel is finding the right one to be my lock. Yeah, 0-4 on locks last week. Horrible first time in PT's picks of the week history. I can't help but think that adding Scooter Dingus to the fold didn't maybe bring all this on. You yes. said that that had happened before, though. No. Never before. Because I brought it up. I was like, it's has it's gotta be the first time in PT's picks history not, where all four locks were missed. Not with four people. Mm. Trevor didn't used to do it? We didn't let him. No, because oh. he was only had bad takes. So wow. I feel special. Well, if I go if I go 0 for three again this week, I might get kicked out. Well, exactly. likely Trevor doesn't listen to the show anymore, so we don't have to worry about him ever finding out. <laughs> True. A texter says, looks like I somehow got front row seats to Hurricane Olaf today. Let's hope everything is okay in the morning. That's our buddy Keith, who loves to to boast about his vacations, but finds himself really in in the, the middle of the path, if I'm not the last time. He sent, a, we, he sent a picture we, in. How do we jump from Ada to Olaf in like two weeks? Is there been that got, many tropical storms? They've got a system. That's a lot. It, it is storms really quick. It is, I, but there was like there was like three that formed right after Ida mm. that same week. I must have not been paying attention to the news then. Should have been watching the weather reports. I saw you put a video on Facebook of the and join us on Facebook at Kentucky Roll Call of some of the wind and rain. Look pretty gnarly. Hope you're doing all right, buddy. A texter says, "Hey, just started back listening to the show. Took about a year break. What happened to Trevor? Did you guys fire him? He's out of here, baby. Yeah, Trevor. Showed up late one day. Had a pink slip waiting for him. No, he's uh, he's moved to." the Mike Rutherford show in the afternoon. But it, we it, if you haven't listened in the last year, first off, why? And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just curious, like, why a year break unless it was, like, when the basketball season started to go south? I could at least understand it then. But yeah, or maybe your routine slash job changed up. and you That know, could happen, yeah. You, just you're curious. like the scoots and you don't have any time anymore. No time, you know? no time. Yeah. I'm just curious. No, no, I, we understand life happens, but no, Trevor moved. Uh, mornings were pretty tough for him. He moved to the afternoons. We brought in Justin Kalen. He's been with us for, uh, for several months now. Does a great job uh, when he puts the podcast up. And what a, what a poor decision that's turned out to be. Yeah. Suck it, buddy. A texter says, remember the fan base obsessing over Justin Powell? We were down bad. A former yeah. ex-boss of Roush has called it Cal's most important recruit. Yeah, we, we really were in a bad place, weren't we? Uh, I never obsessed over Justin Powell. I, I was of the mindset it'd be cool to add him, but when Kentucky didn't, I figured, and Kentucky already had Kellen Grady in the fold too. I figured some other better things were happening. And that was that. That was, I mean, that was the fan base last year, though. And I don't, bl- I mean, it was a terrible, terrible season. But it was just like any negative that the fan base could find, it just turned into this huge thing. Justin Powell, it, it included. Um, but yeah, we were down bad. There's no denying that. Let's be better this no, year. Yeah, and we will. We got this. Tough schedule, we, but I, I think so. We got this. A lot of basketball talk. Texter says, who's the primary ball handler in a potential Clark Shop Wall- Sharp Wallace backcourt? Sounds like it'd be Sky, but the Wallace-Hagen comparisons have me reconsidering. It's a good question. I don't. I just I don't know if Sky is the level of those other two players. Like at it to the point where could they all three be on the floor together? Yes, and at that point probably would be Sky with the ball in his hands. But 
I would say you're probably going to, I would probably go Wallace out of those three. Yeah. And it's mostly just because I don't see him as the offensive player as the others, you know, because he is such a good defender. So, but I, I, I admittedly don't have the correct answer to this question right now. Yeah. I just think it'll kind of also depend what else is there or what else Kentucky brings in as well for, for what it's worth. We just, you know, Mintz is going to be gone. We know Todd Ty will be gone. We know Grady's going to be gone. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe, and also maybe, maybe Sky, maybe Kentucky has to play Sky. Even if he's not at the same level of those two, uh, maybe he, his, his role will be to distribute, but I could also see Wallace doing that as well. So I'm intrigued by it. Time will tell. Roush and I don't have, don't have the answers, unfortunately. Sorry for the recruiting text on a football Friday. Cats win 27 to 20, he says. Love it. Love be, it. Hey, hey Love that's, it. Still, that's still be a cover for the Cats. Covering Cats. Uh, the underdog in this series has covered, I think, the last five and won four outright. If I'm not mistaken, I saw I saw some I saw that somewhere on the Twitter. Oh man, I, I don't have a fill still in front of me either to check out the old spreads too. So yeah, I'm not I'm not. I not saw sure. somebody say that, and I'm just gonna go ahead and buy it because there were some weird lines where Missouri was like a one point favorite in the Krogue, and I was like, okay, I guess. I'll yeah, yeah. And Kentucky's, you know, they've won how many? They won two in a row at Mizzou, and I, I doubt they were favored in those games. Yeah, and I think they were actually favored maybe last year. Weird, right? Right. I don't think right. people were all that high on Missouri. So that that, that, that that checks out. Yeah. Um. So time to. Buck that trend. Yeah, knock if you buck. That Two. trend. We should knock if you buck. What time are you getting up there tomorrow, Roush? Uh, I haven't figured that out yet. Let, let me get the let, – let's put ourselves in your size 16s here. It is – you go to bed Friday night. Next time you are conscious, take over. Give me your day. How you think it's going to unfold. Go from there. Uh, baby wakes up around six, okay. six, six 30, hang out with him for about an hour or two. Uh, then fire up, open up the old laptop. Uh, I'll probably have a good chunk of that post already completed that morning post. And I've just got to, you know, add some high school stores, but really it's, it's about two hours of blogging really two, two to three hours of blogging really hard with college game day on in the background. And then I would imagine trying to get out of here after eating some lunch around noon. So lunch yeah. at lunch at home. Yeah, lunch, lunch, lunch at home. Uh, like eat something that's not complete junk. So, oh, but it's a catter day. That's the day to eat junk food. Well, but I'll end up eating junk from like cookout at one a.m. or something because they don't give us any more food in the press box. So I'm going to need to eat some junk on my way home. You know what I mean? Yes. So you, you head up and what you're just gonna walk around? Yeah, I think Luck and I are actually uh carpooling together this go around. So we'll meet up at like the Chinese buffet on Blankenbaker and uh park in the orange lot. Uh and then I have I have an extra tailgate to to stop by this week. Um, but you know, there's it's it's yeah, it's just it is just a kind of walking around, see what's going on. Uh making sure nothing crazy happens and then 
getting to the catwalk because i i admittedly did just get behind the eight ball and miss the catwalk last week and i felt like a big doofus so not letting that happen again i think catwalk could be pretty bonkers on saturday i think it really can too gonna make for some good pictures it'll be, oh yeah and it's like one of those where you'll uh, it'll feel normal yeah i mean the, the noon kickoffs that, that is tough for folks i mean you had to leave you were in Louisville, you would have to leave your house by 8 a.m. to get there in time for the catwalk last week. Like yeah. that. So I get why some people missed it. This, this is going to be a nice. Well, I thought right, the pictures from Saturday were good, even that considering. So I can only imagine what it'll be like tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Should be a good time. A texter. All right. So that, that person, I guess we, Justin, why don't you describe? We had some podcast issues yesterday, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, I'm referring to the, where you left out a, a big part of the show. I did. Yeah. So I forgot to hit record on our NFL picks segment, which is why they're on the Kentucky roll call Facebook page. Roush, he acted like, like, I guess there was something wrong with the podcast yesterday. I, I didn't know that's what you were referring to. I thought you were talking about the upload. Oh, no, no. Uh, well, you know, it's like, what, the upload is going slow as hell, too. And I don't, I have know. no idea what's going on with that. I, I, yeah. must I think be, it's I, Apple. I think it is. I, I think it probably is because other podcasts have similar issues or talk about it being bad for Apple and whatnot. And you say the SoundCloud's fine, right? Yeah, it's always it's been on SoundCloud the last two days, so I'm just yeah. gonna continue to tweet out or to put the link on the Facebook. If if you're looking for it and you don't see it, just Google Kentucky Roll Call SoundCloud, and at least for the time being, that would be your easy fix. I know it's not nearly as convenient as Apple, but it really is an Apple issue. Uh, but no, Justin didn't record, and I I don't think maybe you recorded. Well, maybe you did or maybe you didn't. But the person who texted in about the food recommendations they did not hear their answer. So okay, I, I was I, wondering why that was sent back over. I had sent, uh, and I had texted them personally with what we had said, but we, I had said shenanigans in the Highlands, and then we had mentioned maybe Upland and Southern Indiana because uh, then you could make bets. I would also say, though, you got to kind of be careful when you're right by the river in Southern Indiana because yeah, if yeah. you can't connect to Wi-Fi, the geotags kind of, they, they hose you over a little bit. So be careful with that. But um there's a lot of good places to eat and drink in Louisville. It's a great food town. You'll 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 find a spot. And I texted him some individually. A texter says, "Here's an interesting fact that's not being talked talked about much. This is Missouri's QB first true road atmosphere. How much of an advantage does that give Kentucky?" Huge, huge. Is that true with with the Vasculus? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was a true freshman last year, so I mean, his road games were eight thousand people there. He will have to snap through the noise of a crowd for the first time ever. So, yeah, I think it's a big deal. I, I know he's he's been in kind of big-time games, but it is completely different. I mean, you saw last night just how the crowd can, can get you some false starts here and there. I mean, and those are NFL guys, you know? So, like, it, it's, it's certainly going to play a factor tomorrow night. I hope the students are on their A game. That's, isn't that the advantage of a 7:30 game? Yeah, yeah, it should be. <laughs> uh, Justin, when like UK has a football student section has a pretty bad reputation, and to be honest, like the Rupp Arena one since like 2005, the reputation hasn't been all that great. But for football, it's really been pretty solid. Like the last five years, 
So I, I, I don't doubt that it's going to uh, to change. They were pretty good on Saturday, you know, for it being hot and a poopy opponent. So uh, it's going to be a lot of false starts. Hopefully maybe some infighting on Missouri, people blaming each other for different things. Should be a real hoot. Ah, a real, real hoot. A texter says, watching the football game, the Bucks field goal kicker who is on my fantasy team is different than their guy who does kickoffs. Why can't McGinnis, sorry if I'm a spell, get a shot? Shaking my head. That's also kind of weird, but I bet the guy who does kickoffs is their punter. Like, there's no way they have three kickers on the roster. That's This only happens at Kentucky whenever you bring a guy on scholarship and they end up kind of stinking. Yeah, I am, uh, you know, the McGinnis stuff. It, I don't think there's some conspiracy out there against him. I it, it's It's probably... That that ship has maybe sailed. It was just really weird that they had him on the practice yeah. squad to move Great. up, and then they still brought in somebody new like that. And he's been on a bunch of different he, practice squads, and basically asked to be on those practice squads. And like, no team has ever taken a flyer on him to be the full time kicker. Just a little like, bizarre. Yeah, like you're keep, Rams. Why are you keeping him around if you're not going to move him up? You know I, that that I didn't get it. So. I, I don't understand the whole having two kickers on the roster thing. I mean, you've got 53 player rosters, and you got to have a place kicker and then a kickoff kicker. That that just seems like a waste to me. He's probably their punter. Uh, I'd probably I'd bet a good yeah. chunk of change I, that he's yeah. their punter. You might be right. A texter says, oh, I love uh, texts like this. Hey, Jen, so pumped for this weekend. Taking the day off tomorrow to drive back to Kentucky in the 606. Got great tickets for the Missouri game. Any suggestions on what to do in Lexington? Haven't been in over three years. Prior to kickoff, I was planning a KS bar visit and swinging by to see any tailgating folks. Keep up the good work and go Cats. We'll be right outside uh, gate three, as, as we are each and every game. But, uh, Roush, what recommendations in Lexington would you give to this fine gentleman? Yeah, that's uh, I'm pretty sure it's Rocket City Rob. He's a hey gents kind of guy, so oh, yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I, guess um, I didn't recognize the sign off. KS Bar is fun just because there's so many people and they're selling beer, like we sell beers outside, so like you know, you don't have to worry about like, oh my gosh, am I not going to be able to get a drink? It is just like a big party beforehand, so I, I'd say that's pretty fun. Uh, a, a nice spot, um, but as far as yeah, I mean, I don't. I just enjoy bouncing around the tailgate lots more than anything, Terry. I, I don't know if I have any sort of game day must-do kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of depends what you're looking to do. I don't know what time you're getting into Lexington, but I think a solid plan would be like around one, go get lunch somewhere, and then, yeah, just kind of bounce around, go to the catwalk. They, there's always stuff going on around the stadium, uh, different sort of, of shenanigans, and uh, you'll you'll have a good time. It's going to be good weather. It's going to be a good atmosphere. Folks are going to be pumped up and uh, enjoy yourself. And and welcome back to Lexington. Uh, Texter says Memphis just informed Tipton that they are no longer recruiting Livingston. Suck it, Memphis. Yeah, take it out. You suck it in. You suck it. Suck it. Suck it. Regardless how you feel about Brady and the Bucks, when the Cowboys lose, America wins. Says one texter. Yeah. Woohoo! Take that, Jerry Jones. So glad we don't have to hear we dim boys for the next week. I'm glad I can take off my Red Bucks jersey and focus on Kentucky Blue the rest of the weekend. Go Cats. That's from Connor. It's kind of true about the Cowboys. And poor Mike McCarthy, his record. Have you? I, I forget what the exact numbers were, but he's like 12 and 27 or 12 and 32 or something. 
like his last, you know, 44 games or whatever. I, I will say though, they like they did look much better than expected. I agree. Like, I agree you know, with that. They looked McCarthy really looked like he had him ready to play. It's just you know. I mean, they took the lead on the Super Bowl champs with 90 seconds left. They right. they, they played well. Mike McCarthy with his beard the way it was last night looked like he could be Trevor's dad. Oh. Yeah. They have very similar beards when they he, grow them out. He bet, lucky he doesn't listen because if he heard you say somebody besides Andy Reid was his father. <laughs> it's true. Him fighting words. He'd be fighting you. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. Oh, a texture says claws or coors for the tailgate. So that's going to be a weekly text. Uh, not claws. So. Yeah, claws. Coors. Yeah, come on. It's, claws for me. Okay. What? I, I, I love hate, beer more than anybody, but I'm not drinking Coors. Yeah. yeah well, Justin, are we going to get you up there for a Cats game? Perhaps, yeah. I might go to one. Could be oh. fun. Oh. If, uh, I, I would almost guarantee it that I would I would take you up to one this year if the baby weren't coming, but uh, we'll get you up there one way or another. It's a good All time. Right. I think you'd enjoy yourself. Sounds good. As long as it's not next weekend because I'll be at Indiana for the Cincinnati game. You got to sneak in beer, though, unfortunately. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Texter says, get that good mojo going, fellas. Shout out to Taylor and Aaron. Got to get that dub, baby. By the way, it's not Frank. It's Alan. LOL roll call. A great throwback. Wow. What, I haven't heard of that in a long time. And now, I mean, quite literally, Cats by 90. By 900. Mm-hmm. Oh, this texter, totally agree. The best is getting breadsticks during a cold game, basically using them as hand warmers. Oh, yeah, big time. This person gets it. Yeah, Talking yeah. about the they, Papa John's breadsticks, they, but they, RIP, they, they're gone at Cardinal Stadium. Well, especially because they were in that those warmers for God knows how long. Just Hours. steaming there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> steam, absolutely steaming. So uh, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, Terry. No, they just went straight from the freezer into that heater, and they didn't leave that heater until they went into your mouth. And that's just what America's all about, baby. Not <laughs> sure if mouth of your roof was intentional or was aligned with Trevor's putting the horse before the cart. Totally unintentional. Misspoke. Us misspeak? Never. Happens all the time. Levis looked like the truth last weekend, but it was against ULM. What's the expectations for the passing game tomorrow? Man. Should be Missouri some big shots. Man. Yeah, and I I don't even think they need like the biggest shots. If they just like just run some drag routes. I mean, you know, run Kentucky, some dashes across the field. Like Kentucky went 4 years not needing to like literally throw at all. So I don't think they do need the big shots, but I bet there I bet there is a couple. I bet there are a few. Yeah. Definitely. I'm just I'm so fired up. Excited to hear Luckett. I mean, he's going to come on and and tell you why Missouri sucks and it's going to make you so happy. That's going to be fun to hear. Uh, Texter says, you all officially have me shook. Oh, their confidence they didn't love. Oh, yeah, confidence, bad thing. <laughs> I get it, though. Anytime we're – I mean, we do have a track record of when we're, like, totally on board with something, <clears throat> UNC, hey. Virginia Tech, that uh, it it may spell bad news. And we've got a well, longer history than just last week. In fairness, the last prediction I made, uh, Wondell Robinson, first touchdown of the year, nailed it. And then uh, last night when I put something out there for my, my prop picks, nailed that too. So – and we both we we were all on board with Ole Miss dismantling U of L. Yeah, so, so you know we, we do get it right sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. don't don't miss the forest to the trees. 
I don't know if that applies, but all for it. Let's go to a break. Adam Luckett from Kentucky Sports Radio on three, uh, the Clemson website, uh, joining us next. Tigers, tigers. Tigers.com. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Well, let's say this Twinkie represents the normal amount of psychokinetic energy in the New York area. According to this morning sample, it would be a Twinkie 35 feet long, weighing approximately 600 pounds. <coughs> That's a big Twinkie. With Walker and Roush. How's the grid holding up? It's not good. Tell them about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? <laughs> Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Reminder, Genesis Diamonds, they've got the luxury pre-owned Rolexes. They are beautiful. They're great. And you're if you Google them, just be careful because you're going to want one. The Batman, the Hulk. Oh, so cool. They're on Shelbyville Road next to Trader Joe's. Genesis Diamonds, known for their jewelry, diamond rings earrings, pendants, bracelets, but they're, they're, they're watches, these Rolexes. They're, they're the real deal, and it's time you go about treating yourself and getting you one. All right, uh, we will have Luckett on when he joins us. Yep. Uh, quickly, though, I know we have uh, some – you get different comments about nil and one way or the other. Uh, Mark Stoops not tepid whatsoever at all when it comes to nil. Not only is he like, I think it's great. I'm happy for the guys and handle they how they've handled their business, but I'd much rather have him signing autographs after a game than drinking a beer. Uh, and when asked if he thinks he, that there's enough folks to support this program, and uh, you know, even the recruiting side, he said, you know, we better, <laughs> we better have enough because we're stating the obvious. If we don't, that's the only way we can continue to improve his program is have things in line. So. Well, you may have some other folks tiptoeing around it much. Stoops just like, I don't know what I can say, but I we get we we're all in. By God, I we're love hearing in. it. Kentucky, especially football, basketball, they can do it. Uh, they can do whatever they want. Football, they need to be as inviting and opening. And if you could make a, a nickel, they should they should find a way to get that to the players. Uh, we we need to try to use this as a springboard to continue to move up the pecking order in the SEC. Joining us now, Adam Luckett from Kentucky Sports Radio on three. Follow him on Twitter at Adam Luckett KSR. Adam, how are you? TJ Nick Scooter, uh, happy Friday. <laughs> That's hey, scooter, happy Friday. That's <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, like it. We didn't, none of us really did all that hot. Roush no. is bragging about going two and one, but he didn't get his lock of the week. So you with the goose egg, you're only two points out of it. You're a lock of the week out of first place. So I guess that's the only good news about last week. Picked a good week to have a goose egg, I guess. 
You really did. No, no denying that. What did you think of Kentucky? You know, we we listened to you on all the podcasts. Uh, you're two timing us with Leach, but that's neither here nor there. We can talk about that off the air. You I gave me my start, TJ. So you yeah. get all the props there. I, 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 royalties, I think, is uh, what the word that I was looking <laughs> for. But neither, again, neither here nor there. What what'd you make of Kentucky's dismantling of Louisiana Monroe? We expected a big win, and and the Cats delivered. Yeah, defensively, like the pass defense, there wasn't much to get out of there, but they overwhelmed them at the line of scrimmage, which is what you wanted to see. Offensively, the the three turnovers were obviously not great, but other than that, it was kind of total domination. Um, They kind of did what they wanted, especially in the passing game, to see kind of the the concepts and getting people open and kind of what they were doing and pushing the ball vertically. I think it was everything you wanted to see, and it's hard to not come away excited after that game. So I think – there was a lot of stuff to improve on, um, which from a coaching aspect, I think they would like. Um, but there's also a lot of stuff I think, you know, we saw some proof of concept with the offense and with the defense. Um, and nothing that we saw didn't um, distract us from thinking that this can still be a team that has like a special season potentially. I agree with that. Uh, that's uh, a good summary of where things stand, but it gets much tougher this week, or maybe it, it it does not. Obviously, a lot more talent on Missouri than Louisiana Monroe. Nobody would argue against that, but a Missouri team that looked a little shaky in week one. Yeah, uh, Central Michigan really kind of gave it to them in a lot of places. At the line of scrimmage, it, I mean, it was pretty much a draw. Uh, you could say Central Michigan kind of won the trench battle if you wanted to at certain points in the game. Um, Missouri, passing-wise, Bazelak comes out and sh- hits a 65-yard pull his first play of the game, but after that it was pretty ho-hum. Um, now Tyler Beatty kind of saved them. He had 212 yards rushing, had a 30-yard touchdown on a screen pass. And then defensively, Central Michigan had a lot of success both through the ground and the air. Um, they just couldn't avoid negative plays. Missouri got a ton of tackles for loss, sacks, forced a couple turnovers. And that's really how they got that 10-point victory. But, yeah, I think from Missouri, Missouri's standpoint, they probably want uh, left you wanting more if you're leaving that game. What would Missouri's game plan be against Kentucky? It, it, it sounds like they – Unless it's just, you know, maybe it is coach speak, but they're being very complimentary of Kentucky while also saying bluntly that they're not ready for this spot. Are they going to try to muddy up the game, control the clock? These are kind of general basic terms people use in football games. But what what would what are you what do you think they're going to try to do to come out of Kroger Field and steal a win? Yeah, I think one thing we need to remember here is what Kentucky's kind of base defense is. Kentucky's going to drop three deep, and they're going to make Missouri dink and dunk their way down the field. Um, so for Missouri, they're going to ride that running back, I think, Beatty, and they're going to ride Bazelak's decision-making in the short to intermediate passing game. Um, so offensively, that's what kind of, they're going to kind of do, which is what they did to perfection last year. Um, but that's all key on converting third downs. Um, last year, they were 10-20 to 20 on third down, but they went 4-5 or five on fourth down. Um, so 14 to 25 there, they were moving the chains. Now, that's going to kind of be the, the story of this game, I think, is Missouri on third down. Because that the receivers-wise, there's no there's no one that scares you. Like, it's very much a middle-of-the-road receiving core. Bazelak, I think, is an NFL quarterback, but you're only as good as your receivers sometimes as a quarterback. Now, on the other side, um, it's sounding like they're just going to they're just going to man up on Kentucky on the outside, which most teams did all of last year. I mean, just dare them to beat one-on-ones and try to stop the run. And for Kentucky, it's all going to be about 
Liam Cohen and this new offense, this new receiving attack. We're going to find out because one of the selling points to Stoops was he could do certain things if teams press this on the outside to get guys open. Um, so for that, if Kentucky's able to do that, then Missouri's not going to really be able to play the way they want to play um, because it's going to open up a lot of explosive plays for Kentucky. And then I think on the other end, the way Kentucky plays defense, if, if it gets to a point where Kentucky's hitting on a bunch of splash plays, I'm not sure Missouri can keep up because of Kentucky's defensive structure and how good they are at preventing big plays. I love hearing it. Music to my ears. And when you were talking about their wide receivers, nobody really scaring you. I still think I have nightmares of Doriel, Doriel Green Beckham scoring another touchdown on Kentucky. How many did he have in that game? They had a lot. But uh, but since that game, like, skill talent-wise, what has Missouri had um, in these matchups, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it seems like since that game, Kentucky's had the better roster more times than not. And that's what I keep going back to this week. Like, if you go to the recruiting rankings, it's close. But Kentucky did a lot better in the portal. They've got better coaching stability. They've had better development. Missouri's breaking in a new defensive coordinator. Kentucky's breaking in a new offensive coordinator. But you look at just some of the pieces on that side, I think Kentucky's got better personnel. And they, defensively, I think it's going to be a fun chess match there. Mark Stoops, Red White versus Drinkowitz. But to me, that's the motivation factor is obviously there. And then the roster's there. I think Missouri's biggest advantage in this game in the offseason was always Connor Basilak. That kind of gave them the trump card over Kentucky. But then you add in Will Levis, and that kind of negates that matchup, in my opinion. And so if, like, Levis and Basilak play to a draw, like, there's there's no way. I don't think there's any way unless there's big turnovers or special teams catastrophes that Kentucky doesn't win the game. Music to my ears. Let's get to the picks of the week here. Uh, one of our favorite segments. We will start with the leader, as we so often do. Probably the last time we will be saying that this year. Oh, Nick you Roush. suck, buddy. Nick Roush, go suck ahead and give it, you, buddy. Go ahead and give uh, your first there, pick. We it's only week two, but we already have our first military academy game, Air Force Navy. Few things are more fun than just betting the under a military academy games so i got it at 40 and a half i don't know what you have it at terry but bet the under at when the military academies play i assume that we are all actually placing these bets i would hope that you all are gentlemen enough to do that just i'm, I'm not gonna be the line police just give me the honest line and if that's if that's how you bet it then that's how we're gonna put it down so it was air force what Air Force, uh, Navy, the under. Uh, okay, what was the under? Uh, 40 and a half. Yeah, TJ, I got Vegas insider consensus up, so that's uh, that you, you're You're an honest man, Luckett. I'm not worried about you. That was more to some other folks. Oh, wow. You can suck it, buddy. Although my bets did, I did place these yesterday. I actually drove across the Second Street Bridge and was like, damn it. I, like, as soon as I got to the bottom of it, I was like, I forgot to place my bets, and I just did a U-turn on Second Street. I went right back across. Gave the state of Indiana my money to hold on to before they give me more back. Yeah. Yep. That's, uh, it seems kind of dumb that we can't bet here. Okay. Justin and I are both tied at one point. The tiebreakers record. We're both one and two. So, Justin, go ahead, buddy. All right. That's only fair because I went before you last week. But I'm going to go with uh, Buffalo plus 14 playing a paltry Nebraska team. Wow, I love it. I love the uh, love the dog in that one. Good pick. My first one. I I really liked what I saw from Iowa. As much as in Denina, uh, it wasn't very good at all. In Denina, uh, 
<laughs> Iowa was Iowa was good. I'm taking Iowa plus four and a half in the rivalry game. I've, Iowa State just seems irrationally ranked high every single year, but I know their quarterback's good. I, I'm taking Iowa still four and a half. I like the money line for what it's worth. That takes us to Luckett. The Luckett has zero points on the year for what it's worth. Wow, okay, go ahead. zero points. Go ahead, Luckett. Ohio State is the best offense in the country. They're playing an Oregon team that's pretty banged up. Kayvon Thibodeau, who might be the number one overall pick, has a chance at it. Um, defensive end, he's probably not playing. Oregon struggled with Fresno State last week. Ohio State gets a, a couple starters back on defense this week. It's 14 and a hook. I'm going to lay it with the Buckeyes. I think Ohio, it's going to be a year where Ohio State kind of blows out everybody, and I, I'm trying to get into <laughs> that trend. So give me Ohio State minus 14 and a half. Gotcha. Roush, pick number two. Going back to that well, Luckett, you, you had to hold on last week to get that push. I, I'm I'm fading Matt Campbell as well, Terry, but I'm not making that a pick. I just wanted that out there. He can suck it, uh, soak in the Cyclones, get the hell out of here. Um, but uh, the only school that could suck it more than Matt Campbell is Tennessee. They're playing a Pittsburgh team that actually has good football players. Uh, Kenny Pickett has been at Pitt's quarterback forever, and – he can give them enough offense to cover three points. Uh, I'll, I'll, in the Johnny Majors Bowl, Pat Narduzzi is going to make Joe Milton's life a living hell. He's going to throw like two or three picks. Jarrett Garantano, part two. Uh, Pittsburgh, minus three, over Dim Vols in Knoxville. We really need to save that audio clip of another pick six. And anytime just the word pick six is said on this show, Justin, you interrupt whoever's talking. I don't care if somehow we got the president of the United States on. If he somehow uttered the words pick six, just you play it. that audio every <laughs> single time. I cannot literally get enough of it. I weirdly like Tennessee money line in that one, Roush. And I don't I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just that maybe I'm I'm giving Nayland Stadium a little too much credit, but uh not I'm not confident enough to make it one of my three my second one is i'm going back to the big 10 with luckett michigan given a touchdown versus washington washington will look better than they did in their loss inexplicable loss to montana but still this is a big game for heart this is one of the ones that gets all these big 10 nerds excited all the michigan nerds excited they'll win by 21 it'll be a complete and total blowout uh, i like michigan to win big seven not nearly enough so take take Michigan they'll fold later in the year this is their time to shine though I don't know why I want to take them I don't even know why they're playing to be honest with you but I'm going to go for the biggest line of the week and I'm going to take Alabama minus 53 and a half against Mercer <laughs> I didn't even know you could get that line somewhere well, 53 and a half that's oh, awesome that's I mean you think about it they probably should score every single possession doesn't matter if it's the third string for well, should Mercer score. won't score and more immersive, yeah, exactly. They they should not if they get luck, they'll get lucky if they get a touchdown. So I uh, I weirdly like that one, Justin. All right, Luckett, pick number two. And Luckett, feel free to comment on any of these picks. You can tell us how dumb we are. You actually uh, follow football, <laughs> and and Roush does too. I don't want to get Roush all mad at me. Uh that Tennessee one's interesting. Uh, that's a very big game for Tennessee, and I could see that going either way. But uh. I would have loved Pitt as a dog there, but not so much as a favorite. That's one of those weird kind of. I'd rather get points it's, and lay points with them. It's like I'm rooting for South Pitt. I'm, I, you know, SEC be damned. Go but, Pittsburgh. But basing on the ACC's week last week, it doesn't sound like a bad strategy to fade that conference. So the the, the other weird line to Mississippi State 
two point favorites against NC State. Yeah. That's that's weird. And then the South Carolina, East State. Carolina one too. Like they they just yeah. those are fishy. But uh, Tennessee, they're I think they're just going to be garbage all year long. I'm I'm on the fade Tennessee train. So for me, I'm staying in the Big Ten for my second pick. Wisconsin coming off a disappointing loss is hosting Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan has the best trend in in the sport right now. They are 19 and 3 against the spread as a road underdog. Ooh. So give me the Eagles plus 26. It's a lot of points. Wisconsin had big issues on offense last week. If you, you can get Eastern Michigan to 14, if they can just score two touchdowns or get to 14 to 17, I feel pretty good about this. So give me Chris Creighton in the fighting emus plus 26 at Wisconsin. Hugh, I love I love the dogs that uh, have been picked this week. All right, lock of the week time. Roush, what do we got? Well, I'm bucking convention. I'm doing something I never do, and that's riding with the cats. I'm that I'm feeling that good about it. Why not put my money where the mouth it my mouth is? Kentucky, not only are they win, they're going to roll Missouri cats minus five in a fun night at Kroger Field. Write it down, folks. It's happening. We went no lock of the weeks were successful last week. So the first one coming out this week, the Kentucky Wildcats from Nick Roush. I love it. And I'm going to love the text line on Monday. Now, either way, in one way or not, you know, even if Kentucky were to get upset, I think there's going to be some funny text. Uh, no, Kentucky's going to cruise. That's a safe pick, Roush. Go Cats. I've got Notre Dame given 17 versus Toledo. I don't think Notre Dame looked very good against Florida State, not to the point of execution, but not, they didn't look great. But they still won in a difficult atmosphere against an inspired team and did what they needed to do to win after taking their foot off the gas. Uh, they're they're going to cruise. 17's not enough against Toledo. They'll probably score somewhere in the upper 40s, and I can't imagine Toledo getting in the 20s. So I definitely I've, – I've gotten three phone calls today as if these dinguses just don't – the disrespect. They don't get calls back when you call during the radio show. How rude. Anyways, uh, taking Notre Dame, given 17 versus Toledo. And they looked explosive. They hit a yeah. big pass play. So that could be – that could be because Notre Dame usually in these big numbers, it's hard for them to cover because they're not um, like the Louisville game last year. They're just not really explosive on offense. So if you play a certain way, you can keep them within. But they've got some receivers this year, I think, can stretch the field. So they could be a team in those 16 to 21 point spreads that they can cover more easily this year. Love hearing it. Let's, uh, I jumped ahead of you, Justin, but sorry. Twice was- in a row. No big deal. Uh, well, you know, suck it, buddy. <laughs> All right. I was going to go. I'll be honest. I was thinking Kentucky minus five is my lock as well. Um, I'm not going to go that route. I'm still a little snake bit from Luckett last week when he had so much faith in Stanford covering as an underdog. So this week I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go USC minus 17 against Stanford. Okay. All wow, right. That's a big suck it to you, Luckett. Take that, that is, rewind it back. That is a big suck it to Luckett. What's Luckett going to do with that suck it? Speaking of suck it's, me and TJ <laughs> have a little head to head going on. Wow. I am taking Iowa State minus the four and a half against Iowa. If you go back and look at that box score against Indiana, the two pick sixes were just huge. Um, they're, Spencer Petras, the passing game wasn't good. Their star, their star running back only ran for like 90 yards. Iowa State played with their food in week one, but that's what they always do under Matt Campbell. I think they have the better quarterback in this matchup. I think they'll protect the football. I think the defenses are pretty even, but that quarterback matchup and the fact that they're just due to win this game, 
Um, this was a circle game on their calendar. Give me Iowa State. Lay the points. I'm going with the Cyclones this week. Wow. A little head-to-head yeah. -head there. I love it. So our locks of the week, luck it, Iowa State giving four and a half versus Iowa. That's a cross bet against me. My lock of the week, Notre Dame giving 17 versus Toledo. Justin going USC minus 17 versus Stanford. And then Roush going Kentucky minus five versus Mizzou. And uh, picks that ha featured a lot of underdogs, all favorites in the lock of the week. Final prediction for Saturday, luck it. Yeah, I just think this is kind of a statement game for Kentucky. It feels like a game like they come out and kind of a prove-it point if they're going to have the season we think they're going to have. I think they come out. I think they put it to Missouri. I'm calling for a 17-point victory. Kentucky rolls, and then the next couple weeks leading to Florida is going to be pretty fun around here. I love it. All right, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Always good here from you. I'll see you at, uh, at the Krogue tomorrow. I'll see you boys tomorrow. All right, safe travels. Adam Luckett, Kentucky Sports Radio. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Adam Luckett KSR. All right, uh, let's finish this text line real quick. Uh, I, I will say, Terry, I just love that all of your picks are big overreactions to Week One. What? Why are they big? Why do they have to be big overreactions? Well, like the other, the team wins big, so you're you're all in on them. I mean, Washington, uh, I like Washington lost to Montana at home, and they're going on the road to Michigan. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm betting Iowa as well. Like, I'm falling for it too, and it's also because they helped me get 10 of Scoozer's money that I still haven't seen yet. So, and, and I'm taking Notre Dame large after they won a close game and nearly collapsed. I, 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 I attest that. Yeah, the uh, some of the gambling folks I listen to are like, yeah, I would stay away from Notre Dame because, you know. Toledo's probably going to win the MAC, and they're uh, they're riding high there. Uh, you might overlook, overlook the Rockets, so you know that's that's what we call an overreaction. But hey, I I, I I'm just saying, I hope you're wrong. Just letting you know. I, uh, I I've gotten a gambling pick wrong a time or two, believe it or not. No way. No, no, it's true. A texter says, "What's better for Wandell's legacy at Kentucky if he would have played his entire career here, but had a year with Lynn Bowden as QB in the last year of Terry, or dynamite year, or one dynamite year under Liam Cohen's offense?" I mean, obviously, you'd want him longer if possible, but <laughs> but maybe Eddie Grant's still here, and it's never you don't ever get a big yeah. payoff year. I don't know. That's a better question for the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, true. And there's also like an element of like he's a big reason why everything feels so good and fresh this year. Yeah, Whereas, absolutely. Know, so if, it, it just feels different. I guess by the texter's wording, if it's one guaranteed dynamite year, as if you're saying that's going to happen this year, and let's hope that it does off to a good start, then I would take the one dynamite year. If that means no dynamite years in the alternative. But uh, yeah. hypotheticals, always fun. Always fun. Uh, another texter says, Scoots McGee has been awfully quiet this week. All the Indiana greatness he was selling all the season has vanished after week one. Everyone knows the Hoosiers are a soccer school. Justin, you definitely get a suck it. Hey, we're a swimming school as well. So, for what it's worth, don't throw swimming in if you're going to throw soccer. And I, would, I, I don't have this in front of me, but I'd imagine there's probably not a D1 school with more head coaches in the whole program. Absolutely not. Three. <laughs> I would imagine you have two more than anybody else. Uh, Texter says, TJ, did TJ mean inebriated? 
instead of the fans being lubricated? No, no I meant he, lubricated. He, he meant lubricated. I like, meant lubricated. Have you never heard that before, Texter? Come on. Yeah, Texter, come on. I've never heard that. You've never yeah, heard people you're... being lubricated? I have yeah. not, no. I mean, not in that, not in the it's, way you used it, no. It's it's always, I will say, it's always used to describe a large crowd. Yeah. Like, it's, it's never like, I'm going to get lubricated tonight. You just say that the fans are well lubricated after tailgating all day. Uh, yeah, you, I guess you can say it about individuals, but they have to be real lubricated to to, to you to get that word. <sighs> You'll be sliding all over the place. Uh, you like really falling <laughs> down and whatnot. Yeah. A uh, texter says the tailgate is the happiest place on earth. Soccer moms at Disney have no idea the joy of shotgunning lukewarm Bud Lights with strangers and starting random cats chants. Yeah, this person gets it. That's <sighs> what it's all about. Good Man. food, too. I mean, the people that go to great lengths to provide good food at tailgates, hats off to you all. You all rock. The best. The absolute best. Texture says, college football Saturdays have become a full day event with every game being televised. If you go to a game, there's the opportunity cost of missing out watching most of the other games of the day. I think that's been the biggest reason for declining attendance. Note, I will be at the Croak Saturday. Yeah, I, don't, no I disagree. I disagree, though, because you watch games while you're at the stadium. Like, you're wow. going to miss some. But the opportunity costs, like when I'm weighing pros and cons, I it, being there in that atmosphere outweighs the atmosphere in my living room. I agree. It, it's being there is better than than you're sacrificing seeing some of the games. And does sometimes does that stink? Yes, but I would rather be there than than the alternative. And you know you're going to get road games where you're going to get your all day multiple TV college football Saturday ones. But I, I hear what you're saying, Texter. There's no doubt about that. That's why UK needs to make no excuses for why you should be there on Saturdays. It's only six of a year, sometimes seven, sometimes five. Usually it's six. We're talking six Saturdays of the year. Give them no excuse not to show up. And Mitch Barnhart's just taking a big old one. Ugh. Yep. Uh, this texture makes a very good point. We have a perfect Friday night lead-in to our big game Saturday. That is a huge volleyball match at number two, Wisconsin, live on BTN. Go Cats. That's at 9 o'clock. And Terry, I'm really excited to watch this because it's going to be a good volleyball game. Uh, Wisconsin, those girls don't mess around in the Big Ten. And they can suck it. Let's go Cats. Yeah, it'll Let's be a tough Cats. one. It'll be a tough one, but... Uh, a lot of young young players on this Kentucky team should be a good uh, experience for them, and uh, that's it's going to be fun to watch, if nothing else. Man, going to be fun. Check it out tonight, 9 o'clock, BTN. Uh, John here. Good morning, my friends. Yes, I did make some cash last night. Dallas did not win. However, I hedged my bet by taking Dallas at plus 9 in the over. Plus, I had some salsaritas. What a night, baby. Hey, Dallas is no joke. They say healthy. They will be a Super Bowl contender. Okay, the Cats will be in good shape this weekend. They are a five-point favorite. But I say put some gosh darn respect on their name, and they got that plus more. I, I, I'm sorry, John. I don't I don't know what that turn of phrase is, but take it to the bank. Y'all have a great weekend. Got to go talk to you later. Give Kentucky some respect because they're going to win by way more than five is what he's saying. Oh, okay. It's just the theirs really threw me off. Texter says, hey, Roush, is there any correlation between your son being named Duke and the football named the Duke? Uh, no, it's just a really cool coincidence. Um, something he can hang his hat on if people ever try to give him hell because the Duke is uh, a great football. And it's a family name. And it's also the John Wayne's nickname, a badass American. So... 
Texture says, oh, by the way, speaking of football, the um, the Chase story in Cincinnati about the footballs. Did you see that? I did not. Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah. Uh, he also quote tweeted and was like, I didn't say that it's harder. Like the ball's harder to catch. I said it's harder to see because they asked me the difference between the footballs. It doesn't have stripes on it. Oh, okay, so it was a little out of context. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. All right, Texter says, oh, man, it's Allen. Let's go. Catch by 100. Mook. Mook responding to Allen and Mook very clearly pumped up, as everybody should be. Let's do predictions and get Ooh. the heck out of here. Who's your dingus? UK, Missouri, what's your pick? 31-17, Cats. All right. Wow. There's one for wow. Kentucky. I'll go 34 to 14. UK wins. I think UK starts out hot, gets a big lead, and then it's kind of just like muddied up a little bit in the second half. But it's still a, it's still a big UK win. Start SEC play 1-0, leading the conference. No big deal. No big deal. It's going to be a big game, a big night at the Krogue, and it's going to be Chris Rodriguez's coming out party. I know they blitz a lot, but he was he was this close last week to breaking how many plays for, for big gains. That's happening on Saturday night. C-Rod gets it rolling, and the Cats roll away with a 41-14 to win. A nice little palindrome score for you. Suck it, Missouri. Get the hell out of here, Drinkwitz. Go back to your locker and stay in it. Cats by 90, baby. Woo! I love it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 1450 AM. Justin Kalen. Have a good weekend. Be safe, and we'll be back on Monday to talk about everything that happened over the weekend. Goodbye.